With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's see. How do you even start this episode? How do you? You know, Nick, this is a crazy, crazy year. 2020 has given us a uh, a lot of things to think about and to realize where we are at in the world, where we're at as a society, as human beings, as men, as women, as people. Yeah, 2020 started off with Australia being on fire. Yeah. And it was Tiger King. Well, what about Colby? Kobe. And then within the past week... You had the murder of George Floyd, and I've certainly kind of been slapped in the face at everything that I don't know. Mm. And, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm pretty sure I'm the smartest person alive, and I know how everyone feels. That's (laughs) what I think in my head. Yeah. But it's very obvious how wrong I am, how wrong that is, how... You know, I've been raised in a system and have benefited from something that I, you know, I, I, I had no control over that. And it's just in something that's what I've benefited from my entire life without really knowing it, without thinking about it. And that's my white privilege. And so on today's episode of the Shut Up Podcast, we're not going to be super wacky and silly and goofy. We're not going to play any games. We're not going to have any commercials or ads on this episode. And we just kind of wanted to have an open conversation about the Black Lives Matter movement and what's going on in our country. And I mean, it's I'm uncomfortable having this conversation, Justin, because there's so much that I don't know. There's so much that I need to unlearn, and there's so much that I don't know what I need to unlearn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I know that I need to do something, but I'm not quite sure what that is yet. And I've always told myself, like, hey, I'm not racist. I've never called someone the N-word. I've never called the police on anyone. I've never... Yeah, I, I I don't think I have. Yeah. But you know what I have done? I've stayed silent when someone made a racist joke before. I probably yeah. laughed at it. Yeah. I didn't correct someone at the dinner table. Same. At a friend's house if they talked about the table over there. I I didn't correct anyone. And you know, I've always thought that, well, if if I just don't participate, then that means that I'm helping. 
yeah. right? That means that I'm not letting it go forward. It's going to stop with my generation if we all just stop doing it. But, you know, what we've learned here from all these really incredible protests and people speaking out and sharing their feelings about racism is that, I mean, staying silent helps racism grow. It says it's okay if you stay silent with it. You know, I heard someone compare uh, racism to cancer. You don't treat cancer by doing nothing. You treat cancer by doing something. Yeah. You don't stay, you don't not go to the doctor to see cancer. You go to the doctor to get help, to treat it, to help make it go away. Mm -hmm. And when you don't do anything, that's, that's what you're doing. You're just helping it grow. You're letting it fester. And then, you know, we're worried about COVID-19 and how we're in a pandemic, but like, I saw a tweet saying that we're also in a racial pandemic as well. It's yeah. not just it's not just this flu going around, but it's uh sickness in people's mind thinking that they that they are personally attacked, which is crazy. And the best way to put it is that we're in a social situation right now where I mean I personally am where there's it's black lives matter is is the movement and it's important but i'm also conflicted because when i was younger i was told that police officers are heroes and that they protect the law so they can protect us and seeing it now on the news and seeing how they abuse that power and they get away with it and then silence is just taken over and then we move on until another story happens mm -hmm. and then we act up again and then silence happens again and then nothing changes until I guess to where at this point where we're like something's got to happen now and things need to change now because we need to see something we need we need progress we need progression we've we need movement and that's what needs to change in our government system and our leaderships and socially that's got to change as well because I want to, I, I don't think every police officer is bad. Are there bad ones out there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're good mm -hmm. cop, bad cop. You know, mm -hmm. there's bad police officers out there that are abusing their power and that's not okay. And that's what needs to stop. And just like, not just like not saying anything or standing up for something like a, a racial joke or a racial slur, that's what people need to do because I think that's what what's going on in the police system is those jokes are being around, thrown around, but based on people's leadership and title, they don't stand up to their boss or something like that or a higher power sure. because they're probably afraid to get fired or something like that. Absolutely, you know, one of the one of one of the several things that has just really kind of opened my eyes this last week since George Floyd was murdered, was there's an older quote. It's from a few years ago. It's from Will Smith. And he said, racism isn't getting worse. It's getting filmed. And I've seen, mm. I saw a tweet from someone online that said, my cell phone has given me more protection than the police officers have. Yeah. Or, excuse me, I think it was, cell phone has given me more protection against the police than what they have given me. And, you know, I grew up in white suburb. There were a few black kids and people of color at my school. I wasn't really friends with them. I wasn't, I didn't not like them. It's just, we just didn't run in the same circles. I never made the effort to go over and play with them on the playground. We were friendly, you know, but I never went and spent the night at one of their houses or they came to my houses or anything like that. 
Um, I, I don't think that I have any black neighbors in my neighborhood. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, to me, it's like, since I haven't ever really seen racism, like I've never seen someone on the street yell a racial slur at a black person. I've never seen that. Yeah. And or so had a racial me, slur said to me. Yeah. And so almost in my mind, I think, oh, wow, we're in 2020. I don't see it. That means it's not happening. Well, <laughs> my, where I live in my life, it's, it's, there's not a lot of different colors around me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's just why now it's up to me to try and change what's going on in my head and be actively, you know, I've heard the term be actively anti-racist, not just not racist. Mm-hmm. I'm not racist. Yeah. But I'm not, I have not been progressively anti-racist, anti-racist which, is which is calling things out. And so, um, you know, I'm very uncomfortable having this conversation because we don't have a, a real flow to this show. And, it, you know, that's the point is being uncomfortable having these conversations. Yeah, you're listening to this episode being like, so where are they trying to get out? Where are they going from here? What we're Our goal with this episode is just for both of us to discuss our feelings and our understandings of what's going on with the situation and also talk about where we can go next. Yeah after this and, and i don't know what that is no i don't you think know, any of us does yeah we want to go somewhere mm-hmm. we want to have actual real tangible change in progress and so i found several clips that have kind of been floating around the internet that i think can sh- speak better about what i'm trying to say yeah. and speak from uh people of color who have a completely different way of life than i do and they are summing up the situation for their community way better than I could. And so And another question is yeah. probably coming up is why am I listening to two people who aren't black talk mm-hmm. about Black Lives Matter? It's well, what I've been told from my black friends is they're tired of talking to white people about what they go through. Yes. They're done doing that. They've been doing that. They're that's not our that's not their job anymore. That's yeah. what it's important for people who you hang out with who don't who show signs of uh, microaggressions or uh, things that are low-key racist that this is this is important for us to talk about with our peers and our family because i mean i got some people in my family that like i had to get uncomfortable with and say hey those jokes aren't funny Mm -hmm. or hey you shouldn't be using that word anymore Mm -hmm. yeah um so i found this clip here of td jakes i love listening to him we've had him in our studio before he's a wonderful man uh, he's a pastor, very well known. Um, and T.D. Jakes was talking to a white pastor this week, and he was saying what he wants. Right here on the Shut Up Podcast. Well, what you want? It's not a mystery. We 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 want to grow old. We we want to live. We want a, a chance at opportunities. We want better education. We we want access to lending practices. We want that when a PPP comes through and a CARES Act comes down, we want the bank to treat us like they treat you and to give equal access to opportunities. We we want that. We just want to live. And let me say this. There are some people that, that, that are black that get arrested that absolutely should be arrested. 
they did a crime or they're belligerent or they're out of control or they broke out a window or they were beating their wife or they were abusive or something. And we are not asking not to be arrested. We're just asking not to be tried on the sidewalk. That's all. Just, just don't arrest me, try me, convict me, and kill me on the sidewalk. While you take the other victim who killed eight people in a church. You gave McDonald's. And you take them out to get something to eat. Mm -hmm. As far as I can tell, George Floyd did not get anything from Burger King. And he didn't kill anybody. And you can't say you can't see that. You can't be that blind that you don't see that. And I, and I challenge us today to work on just being better people. That's something I've never had to think about in my life. I've never have. Have you ever been scared for a police officer to approach you? Yeah. Really? Just because? Yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I always feel like they're all they're looking for something wrong. Because sure. I probably did something wrong. Sometimes I'm usually speed if speeding. I know I'm just gonna get a speeding mm -hmm. ticket. There was one time I had I was on my way to Houston with my friend Justin. He's he's Indian, and and we got pulled over because I was following a sheriff too close behind his car but i didn't want to speed and i didn't want to pass him but when he was going like 30 mm. miles on un 30 under i was like okay i gotta i gotta pass him so i pass him and as soon as i pass him he immediately pulls over and he asked my friend to get out of the car but not me mm. and i'm just like why would you do that and then he's asking then he asked me to get out of the car and then he's asking for my friend's id and i'm like dude like we're like we're just going to Houston, right. you know, and he's trying. He st starts saying that he smells alcohol, and then he wants me to open my trunk, and so then I open my trunk, and there's no alcohol there, and then he's like, "Well, your tail lights out, you need to get that fixed." I'm like, "Okay, good." And we were we were responsive. We did everything that he asked, but it just he also had like an attitude, like he was trying to get something out of us, mm -hmm. and that wasn't cool either. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've 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 had those encounters, and it was just really really weird. Yeah. See, and this is my white privilege you know i'm the word white privilege is somewhat new for me in the last several years you know i've never i didn't grow up learning that word or what knowing was, what that yeah. situation or what that is and so you know and that is my white privilege not even knowing what that is yeah it's you know? there's there's this term that's that said like a fish in water doesn't know it's in water until you take it out of it Mm. same with white privilege mm -hmm. you don't know you're living yeah. in it until someone takes you out or lets you know what it is yeah and i found a, a clip online it's a high school coach um talking to his class his his students um and he's talking about um they're about to do a race and he's trying to teach them an important lesson everybody line up hey we are we are racing <laughs> For a hundred dollar bill. Before I say go, I'm gonna make a couple statements. If those statements apply to you, I want you to take two steps forward. If those statements don't apply to you, I want you to stay right where you're at. Take two steps forward if both of your parents are still married. Take two steps forward if you grew up with a father figure in the home. Take two steps forward if you had access to a private education. 
Take two steps forward if you had access to a free tutor growing up. Take two steps forward if you've never had to worry about your cell phone being shut off. Take two steps forward if you've never had to help mom or dad with the bills. Take two steps forward if it wasn't because of your athletic ability. You don't have to pay for college. Take two steps forward if you never wondered where your next meal was going to come from. I want you guys up here in the front just to turn around and look. Every statement I've made has nothing to do with anything any of you have done. Has nothing to do with decisions you've made. We all know these people up here have a better opportunity to win this hundred dollars. Does that mean these people back here can't race? No. We would be foolish to not realize we've been given more opportunity. We don't want to recognize that we've been given a head start. But the reality is we have. Now, there's no excuse. They still got to run their race. You still got to run your race. But whoever wins this hundred dollars, I think it'd be extremely foolish of you not to utilize that and learn more about somebody else's story. Because the reality is, if this was a fair race and everybody was back on that line, I guarantee you some of these black dudes would smoke all of you. And it's only because you have this big of a head start that you're possibly going to win this race called life. Nothing you've done has put you in the lead that you're in right now. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a white person say or talk about people of color and maybe their economic situation of, well, you know, they just need to work harder or, or um, you know, if, if they just uh, went to college, they could have a better life for themselves or something like that. And, you yeah. know, white people, we just don't understand that people of color have to work a hundred times harder to even get even with us. And we're in the lead based on nothing that we've done ourselves. It's just as the universe would have it, I was born with white skin. Mm -hmm. I mean, if... And in if, America. Absolutely. If um, there was a millisecond different in my conception, I could be in China right now. You know, like I could not... I'm not who I am. Mm -hmm. And I am just lucky that way. Yeah. And I, that clip really opened my eyes. Like, wow, I've never... I would have stepped forward every time that coach said something. Yeah, we... I've never really worried about that. In, co situations. in college and freshman orientation, we would do uh, exercises like that to really, really understand diversity yeah. and understand where we're where we're sitting at compared to other students, mm -hmm. and understand that understand diversity and that other people are going against other things in their life yeah. than you are, even though you guys are both freshmen going into college, which was I thought was very interesting. And then another thing is like if you look at the history of America and with black people there's been over a hundred there's been over 400 years of slavery for um, African Americans and only 70 maybe like I think 70 years of them being free from segregation yeah so, segregation happened I remember my mom telling me when she was a kid it's like 1956 know, having meetings about busing kids in from other sides of town and she grew up in Dallas mm -hmm. you know and it's a big deal and that's like and that was like in 1956 or something like yeah. that and so we're looking at history we're looking at history over 400 years of uh, oppression and slavery and just racism and we're trying to fight that within 70 years since right. segregation was over and we're trying to 
make it to a like a, a part and we're not all there yet and it's just crazy because of their their history you know and once segregation is like lifted then all these black people are in like a part of a part of the city that the government isn't even supporting financially mm-hmm. so then they've got to go get five jobs and i yeah. mean then you go go get loans and then that ruins you financially as well and then you know drugs are given into that community too and so they got all this like fighting and to their backstory of how they got to where they're at now trying to rewrite history if that makes sense yeah absolutely this country we, we like to i mean that's part of our, our white privilege we think we're the white saviors we built this incredible country mm-hmm. but we built it with hundreds of thousands of slaves that we drug over here unwillingly and sold into and put them in a lifetime of slavery we benefited off of free labor for hundreds of years and then even though, yes, it went away, but it's still around, mm-hmm. they are still paid wages far less than white people. Mm-hmm. We still, all of our roads and houses and buildings and restaurants are still built by undocumented people of color from different countries and this, that we're paying a measly wage to. And this is why we get up. And this is why I get upset when people go, no, all lives matter. It's oh. like that's and that's that's the part that we're that's the part where people aren't seeing when they argue that is because, yeah, we can all agree that all lives matter. Yes. But we have to we have to make this movement right now that black lives matter and realize that they're 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 still coming from that past. Uh-huh. You know, and saying that, well, that's it, it's kind of like a kid saying it's not a kid. It's it's really not understand when you say when you argue against Black Lives Matter, you're really not seeing mm-hmm. what they're going through. Yes. And what what they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. They're fighting to be seen and to be recognized and not to be tried on the sidewalk. Yeah. And so when you argue that Black Lives that that all lives matter you're not you're not you're not seeing it you're not getting it you are still living in white privilege yeah or your own personal struggle it's not about you it's about black people absolutely yeah it's it's yes all lives do matter no one in Mm -hmm. black lives matter is saying your life doesn't matter no one says police officers lives don't matter no one says that white people's lives don't matter what they're saying is let's shine a spotlight on this because there's still people in power that don't think black lives matter yeah and so that's what we're trying to shine a light on. That's what we're trying to lift up and to help change. And there's a clip going around. Um, it was made a few years ago. It's from the website Cut. And it's black parents talking to their kids and having discussion about how to deal with police. We actually have a line that we do at our house. We practice this thing. What is it? I'm Ariel Sky Williams. I'm eight years old. I'm unarmed and I have nothing that will hurt you. There are great police officers out there. There's also some police officers who are not so good. And my fear is that you run across one of those bad ones. For some reason, people of color have always been a target by the police. Before they became a policeman, they were a person. And that person took all their ideas and all their thoughts and all their prejudice into their job. Why, why would a police officer assume that you did something bad? Maybe because of my skin color. Ariel, are you okay? What's wrong, baby? I'm okay, I'm alive, all right? Every day I get to see you, I get to do this, right? All right, come on, let's calm down, let's finish this, all right? You good? 
<laughs> you make me cry. You have to be careful when you're out there in this world because this world's not gonna always be honest or fair to you. So don't always assume that all of them are bad. Mm-hmm. But all you see on the news and in newspapers and it keeps happening. It's just in a different way. It's like how people are like, you should forgive so-and-so, but they keep doing it to me. I, forget, I forgave them, but they keep doing it to me. It's, it gets harder and harder to forgive them. Wow. I have two kids. My son loves watching cartoons with police officers, and he has hats and stuff like that and sheriff's badges. I've never once had to even think about explaining to him that that police officer might think something bad about you. You know, I've never had yeah. to explain to him that that police officer might be your enemy. He might, it might not be, but you had to be prepared for him to be your enemy. Never once thought about that. Like, what a privileged life I have for that. You know? You, you realize it. it but I've, I never have until this week. Yeah. Never, That's awesome. Never, you That's were, something. I'm just throwing the cartoon on and, wow, isn't that great? Let's play Cops and Robbers today, Daddy. Okay, cool. And that's where it ends. There's no discussion with him. And I've never had to think about that. There's a sheriff in Flint, Michigan. His name's Chris Swanson. He's a white guy. He went viral this week um, after making uh, this speech uh, to protesters. We want to be with y'all for real. So I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. here you got dogs so what's up these cops love you that cop over there hugs people so you tell us what you need to do and he started walking with them and i've seen several things posted on social media um you know there have been a lot of conflicting stories about police officers and protests that are going on is um you know, you see a lot of pictures of police officers. They're holding up a protester sign or yeah. they're taking the knee. Taking um, the, or hugging them. Hugging people. And then a lot of pro- protesters are saying 20 minutes later they tear gassed us, mm-hmm. the same people. And so all these gestures are wonderful. They make great pictures on social media to see a police officer kneel. But if there's no action, then it was then it was just PR for the police officers. You know, if, if there's no substance behind, if there's no real change behind it, yeah. then... And it goes behind the leadership. they're just the doing leadership. that to shut them up, to yeah. shut people up and move on with the protest. You that know? sheriff, what was his name? Uh, Chris Swanson. Yeah, Chris Swanson. That's the type of leadership we need now. That's that's what police officers and uh, city officials need to be doing now. Yeah. They need to start. If this is this is a cry from the people that they need help and they need to be supported. And we're in a fight right now against police officers and what they're what what some of them are doing and their brutality. And the best way to do it is to support the protesters that are arguing against it. And I know that they're being told what to do from somewhere higher up. But if that sheriff could was just easily able to humble himself and bring himself to those people and saying hey we're we're here for you whatever y'all need that's what that's i mean i it's just that's the simple answer right if a police officer is here to protect the peace and ensure that we're peaceful why not give the people what they need for peace but i just it feels like they're at a stance of power and it's like you're not going to tell us what to do we're going to make sure you follow the law right 
And that's not where we're seeing eye to eye. It's too, and it, what's funny or well, not funny, but what's interesting is that it's, 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 it's two ish. It's, there's two people on, there's two sides. It's the police officers versus, versus civilians. And it's hard for us to compromise because one has the higher hand of power mm-hmm. and can easily just put us in jail. And all we can do is say, take me to jail because, or forget you police officer because no justice, no peace. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the problem. And we need to, we need to get together and I don't know how the best how what's the best way to go about it. I don't know, but I think that this police this the sheriff from mm-hmm. Flint, Michigan, has showed the best sign of leadership that I think the country needs. That other city officials need to follow to see some sort of change. And then we're right. What was it? The uh, the guy who killed George Floyd with yes. his knee on his neck. He got tried for he he's with third. Third degree murder? Charged with third degree Charged. murder. The family's lawyers are asking that to be upgraded to first yes. degree murder. Yes, and I think uh, not just the families, but the whole country. The, yes, yes, yes. He yes. deserves to be first degree murder. I mean, he put his knee on his neck and killed him, and he's a police officer. The first thing that he's supposed to do is make sure the, the civilian is okay. Right, and, and that's George Floyd's ha- hands were handcuffed. Handcuffed. He was subdued. You know, there's all this talk about, well, we don't necessarily know... There's a video right now. This is being recorded on a Tuesday. We're posting it on a Wednesday. There's video out right now of them approaching him, of them handcuffing him. And then there's not video of what happened in the minutes between handcuffing him and putting their knee on his neck. There's some sort of struggle in a car. We can't really see. We can, can't really tell a whole lot was what was going on. Um, and, and two police officers are holding him down. Correct. And one is just standing there not doing anything. He's He's, he's like blocking off people that are trying to interfere yeah, interfere there yeah. and they're begging and there's people watching begging yeah. the police officer to let him breathe because saying he can't breathe after you get the handcuffs on him what are what are what's going on like can you not put him in the back of the police car for a second yeah. can you not i mean surely there's a better way right and um yeah justin you were talking about you know ways that we can help this change in appointing uh good police officers and police chiefs and stuff like that. Um, there's several lists out making the rounds on the internet about how white people can help. What can we do to progress progress this movement? Because yeah. memes aren't enough. Us posting on our social media is going to die out here in a week and things might go back to normal like they have before. Which they should Time and time again, we've seen this. And, you know, this one, we're really getting nationwide protests and maybe things can happen. So um, one of the things you can do, President Obama wrote a very nice, very beautiful, well-worded piece um, about ways to make things, ways uh, to implement change. And one of the biggest notes is voting. Um he says that, yes, high-profile politicians do have a big role in how we move forward, but politicians at the local level have the most direct impact, and local elections are terribly, underwhelmingly, nobody participates in local elections no. except for old people. Young people don't participate in those things. I couldn't even it's, tell you who I've never my have. district representative nope. is. I've never, I've never voted in a local election. I've never voted for a mayor. I've never voted for... 
any of those officials. And those are the people that do appoint the police chiefs, that do have set the policies between the police unions and things like that. So you need to be more educated on those things. Um, and other ways that white people can help are sign petitions. You can, like we said, be loudly anti-racist. Um, silence yeah. only helps inequalities grow. You need to listen. You need to donate your time or your money. You need to educate yourself. Again, it's not up to a person of color to educate us. And, and one of the things that I have kind of always struggled with, but again, stayed silent about it. I don't know where I go to speak about this, but I am a white Christian. Why is the uh, Venn diagram of racist people um, and Christians, like why is there a big intersection? Why are there so many Christians that hide behind the Bible, that preach about equality and uh, serving our Lord? Why are so many of them racist. Yeah. I don't understand. It does not the teaching of Jesus. That's for sure. It was not. Jesus was not a white guy. No. Jesus was from the Middle East. He was Jewish. I don't get it. You know, I well, I don't understand. I know a lot of the people who are part of the KKK, they, they just racist white people, of course. Yeah. And I I don't I not to like bring this to entertainment or not, but I was watching this show on Amazon Prime where it talks about Nazis and it's about like Nazi hunters mm-hmm. and how some of them when they got when they when the Germans lost World War II, a lot of the Nazi doctors and scientists and soldiers got shipped to America mm-hmm. because some of the things that they were finding with science and they were able to escape that and find a new life and identity in the United States. And a lot of them were in Southern states. And so their thoughts and their beliefs mm. with uh, white supremacy like bled in into those groups and other mm. communities. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I'm not educated on that. But just wrapping this whole conversation up here in a little bit, you know, there's a powerful moment. George Floyd's brother, Terrence, he visited the corner in Minneapolis where George uh, was killed, and he got on a bullhorn, and he made a speech to the protesters and to those who are uh, rioting in the streets. I understand y'all upset. I doubt y'all half as upset as I am. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, if I'm not over here messing up my community, then what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Y'all doing nothing. Because that's not going to bring my brother back at all. It may feel good for the moment, but when it comes down, you're going to wonder what you did. My family is a peaceful family. My family is God-fearing. Yeah, we upset, but we're not going to take it. We're not going to be repetitious. In every case of police brutality, the same thing has been happening. Y'all protest, y'all destroy stuff, and they don't move. You know why they don't move? Because it's not their stuff, it's our stuff. So they want us to destroy our stuff. They're not going to move. So let's do this another way. So wrapping this whole thing up, I don't have a whole lot else to say, Justin. I, I What I hope has happened here, I don't want this to be just some white guy blowing off steam or making himself feel better. That wasn't my goal. I hope it's not what is being portrayed. Um, I don't know. I, but I, I, hope, I, I don't I, think so either. I, I, I hope not. I think you are coming to a situation, uh, a realization of being woke. Right. And, you know, woke is only great if it lasts longer than a week. You know, like I've been saying this whole time, I just hope it doesn't go away. So I have to try and be better. I have to 
learn the things that I need to unlearn. I need to listen. Um, I need to be open and I need to figure out all the biases that I'm sure that I have in my head. I need to figure those out. And I just hope that we all can as a country move forward. You know, I just, it's just such a, man, doesn't it kind of just suck? This year just sucks. It does suck. And, and you I know, just I mean, feel I'm all in... this weight and it's like, this is what I'm feeling. Imagine what other people who've been living with this for their whole lives I know. felt. And I'm, I'm going to go back to my nice house in a suburb. You have a really nice, you house. know, but I'm, but I mean, I'm just saying like my life is so drastically different than so many people. And I just don't even realize it because it's out of sight, out of mind. But now you do. And the best way you can do is just to get involved. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking for a group to protest with as we speak, yeah. you know, cause I, I'm going to go out there with my sign and let people know that we need, we need justice and we need things to change. And I'm going to go figure out who my district representative is yeah. and make sure our thoughts are in line. And if not, look for a candidate who is close to the ideas as I have. Because, like, right now, my area, my city, I'm under um, a... Like a curfew. A curfew. Yeah. I have to be home by 7 o'clock mm. uh, tonight. And those streets are eerie. And yeah. it's scary, too, about, like, gunshots you're hearing about people in the streets. Yeah. And it's like it's like a civil war we're going on right now. Like, it yeah, sounds I, I, like I, it. I, from a lot of, you know, city officials I hear, and I, you know, on one side I understand, you know, they're saying the curfew is in place to separate the peaceful protesters during the day, day yeah. to the violent protesters at night slash opportunists that are just kind of wanting to burn up a police car and, and smash a window. And, you know, a lot of the protesters are saying they're not with us. That's not our cause. Mm -hmm. Please don't do that. That's not what we're about. We're about peace, not destruction. Peaceful protest. Um, MLK. Yeah. And, and, you know, but on the other side for those protesters, you know, I still in my head, I can't agree with the rioting. That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me when a sports team wins a Super Bowl that people riot too. That doesn't make sense to me. Break things because they're upset. But I, yeah, I've also never been on the side where my entire um, lineage has been and my people have been oppressed for centuries. And that's what I was gonna say. And that's what I wanted to say too is like I'm not gonna say riots aren't gonna help anything because it brought attention to the whole world yeah. about with these riots. And if you know, it, I. It makes sense for people who got angry after seeing what happened to George Floyd to go break a window. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm going to say I understand why you're retaliating this way. If a police officer can easily just kill an innocent man right in front of you, why can't you go break a glass window? You know? Absolutely. Um, it, but, it, but again, it, it, but the message gets blindsided because then the word thugs gets brought out and the narrative starts changing yeah. and there's a lot of other people out there that are racist and they're wanting this to happen so the social movement uh can be stopped Absolutely. and that the military the martial law can be instilled and military people can use guns on innocent civilians if that and so that's not okay either right so we got we got we don't want to go we don't want to riot too much but I understand why things got broken, but we need to keep on in, in an arrow in a lane where peaceful protesting is happening that way. And, and, and again, I, I, we've been pro we've been, there's been peaceful protest. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick took yeah. a knee, you know? Yeah. I've, I always loved that protest. Me too. It was nonviolent. It was, there was a clear message 
it was symbolic and people had a problem with that. And, you and know. some people said he disrespect, dis, disrespected the whole country and he's disrespect, disrespecting all the police officers. No, that's not what he's doing. He's taking a knee because not all of us are equal. Yeah. And that's what we need to realize. And when you turn it on on that, then you're not getting the, You're not getting it. Um, you know, I'm done talking. I, I, I hope that for, Can you you, know, our, the majority of our listeners are going to be white people. I hope that there are white people I hope that so. are listening to the Shut Up podcast that can kind of start looking within themselves to see how they can change and make things better. And, and I'm pretty sure we got several things wrong. We did. I'm we pretty sure. I'm did. sure there's things that you and, don't agree with, or there's something that we need to be corrected on. Please let me know. Yes. That way, I can be saying it correctly. Absolutely. Let us know. All of our contact info is in the description of this podcast. And I want us to end. I, we're done talking. I want us to end with oh, a wait, song. And then I have yeah, another go thing. Ahead, go ahead. And then if you are in the local area of us and you are wanting to go protest, please let me know, and we'll get your number because I think this is important and we need to do this. So I want to leave the episode off. This is a song. It's called I Just Want to Live. <laughs> Can you believe that someone wrote this song, had to write this song? Mm. And not just someone. It's from a 12-year-old boy. His name's Kedron Bryant, and this is his song, I Just Want to Live. I'm a young black man Doing all that I can To stand Oh, but when I look around and I see what's being done to my kind Every day I'm being hunted as prey My people don't want no trouble We've had enough struggle I just want to live God protect me I just want to live I just want to live